This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Both Nancy and Ryder are chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. So if you're going out to eat with friends and want to contribute to the check but don't have any cash, how can you give someone money? Or you've got someone going away to college and you want to give them a little spending money, how can you? Today we're going to be talking about transferring cash. Our financial advisors are also on hand to take your personal finance questions. So give us a call if you have a question. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 you can send an email. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Did you have a good holiday? I did, but I came back to the heat. You know, it's Oh, you were really, out of... Okay. Yeah, was, Surprise, Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> my God. Driving back in about the time we stopped in Alabama, I'm like, oh my God, let's turn around and go back. Yeah, it's 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 been quite hot this last uh, week. Uh, but it is summer in Mississippi. It's what you expect, right? Yes. I went out to the baseball game, uh, so that was a lot of fun. But, again, it was very, very hot. And when there's more people in there, obviously it's a little bit hotter as well. Normally, when it's not quite a big of a crowd, you can stretch out a little bit. But when they have the big crowds for the, the big games, they, it's a little little tight there. Yeah, here in Mississippi, we, we hibernate when it gets to be this hot <laughs> and uh, wait for the sun to go down before we uh, venture out. So, Ryder, how was your holiday? Uh, it was good. I did uh, important things like eating leftover ribs for breakfast. Fist and, oh, that's a good thing to do. And uh, jumping under a waterfall uh, to cool down in the middle of the day. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was very good. It's productive. I like that. That uh, sounds good. Uh, you know, I mentioned sometimes I visit my brother who lives down in Pensacola. The last time I went there, one of the pools at the place where he lives had a little waterfall. And I used to always like it because you would get the little pool noodle and float in the deep end. But you could float right under the waterfall and have it, you know, cascade on your head. Delightful. Yeah, because, again, at this time of year, the, even those swimming pools turn into like saunas, you know. And unfortunately, the waterfall thing is broken. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, it's still, yeah, but you're right. It it can, uh, although I will say in the evening sometimes, uh, after the sun has gone down, it can be quite pleasant, almost like a warm bath water. So that's sometimes relaxing to where it's not, you know, not too hot, but it's it's Mm. a a nice way to end the evening. I wonder what's growing in there in the warm bath water. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't know if that's what I want to hear Really, this weather. Anyway, I mean, I was actually thinking uh, Thursday that uh, if I, the, 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 I would really, that was probably the one time I really thought it would be nice to have a pool in my backyard. Otherwise, it's a lot. Uh, of it's a lot of work. And, it's not a good investment. Yeah. Um, if you're going to buy a house with a pool, buy one, or you want a house with a pool, buy a house that already has one, and they're going to give you a deal on it. Or know a friend who has a pool in their exactly, yard. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, what about some financial news to share? Well, I was just noticing 
saying yesterday this prediction of when we will hit the debt limit, which is this really weird thing in our law where Congress goes ahead and approves the spending of money and then they decide whether or not they're going to pay the bills. Um, And this is going to be happening earlier than what they expected. They announced it's going to hit probably in September. And this is a problem because it means that both parties have to agree to raise that debt limit. And sometimes it's used as leverage to get other things that they want. And so if they don't do it, then that really tends to roil the markets. And that's, if you remember from long, long ago, earlier this year, the uh, shutdown over the debt limit. Um, that's that's the sort of nonsense. That was not fun, was it? <laughs> that's the sort of nonsense that happens. And it's it's just a pain and it's totally avoidable. And it's, it's not great. Uh, I heard an interesting story on NPR this morning that uh, if you were listening and would be interested, you could probably do a, a search on the Morning Edition page. But it was about how um, millennials are or how many what percentage of millennials actually receive financial assistance from their parents. And it was it was it was interesting. Well, there are several articles I've been reading lately about how those um, those children are the biggest risk to our retirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're trying to bail them out and costing ourselves. So we are going to be talking about ways to send money today. If you have a question about that, if you have uh, some experience using one of these modern ways of transferring money and would like to share with us, give us a call. Or if you have a personal finance question of any kind, uh, don't ever hesitate to give us a call on Money Talks. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. So, uh, obviously, some factors to consider when deciding to uh, send someone money, uh, fees involved, how quickly it is, um, where the person is located, uh, those sorts of things. So, I guess uh, the easiest and most obvious answer when you owe someone money or trying to give someone money is to actually give them cash. Cash? What is that? <laughs> I don't where know do what you, that is. I mean, where do you get that cash? Where would you get that? I don't understand. Uh, there's a machine. I think if you plug in some numbers. <laughs> and Nancy, what's your number now? Yeah, uh, really. <laughs> yeah I, I don't carry cash the way I used to. And um, many times, even traveling, because we used to, we, you know, if you're going to take a road trip, the first thing you do is go to the get bank, some cash. Yep. get some cash. We don't even worry about that anymore because you can stop at a convenience store and buy a pack of gum and put it on a card. And so it's a very different thing of now having cash. Um, there are some um, businesses, especially if you're in the city, that operate only on cash. And so that's interesting. If you've ever been to New York, it's a surprise to go in somewhere to get a sandwich. And, you know, we don't take your cards. Um, recently in Philadelphia, they passed a law that uh, required uh, local businesses to take cash because there is one um, eatery there called Sweetgreen that I ran into that only takes cards. Mm -hmm. And so they said that's not really fair because there are some people who don't have access to those credit cards. And to force uh, businesses to take cash, which is really interesting, right? You know, I think because when a card you're you don't see the money that you're spending. I have this odd thing to where if I have money in my wallet, cash dollars, 
I, I hoard them, and mm-hmm. I'm always, and I would, uh, you know, it's like, you know, no, don't break that ten, you know, that sort of thing. And like I said, I think it's that whole psychological thing of that, that's money you actually see and you're giving, and the ten becomes less, you know, change. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're using a debit card or a credit card, it's just, you know, swipe right, it and it's gone. Right. So it, it doesn't feel the same. Uh, some facts about uh, cash: about three in ten Americans say they make no purchases with cash in a typical week. That's interesting. Uh, survey of more than two thousand Americans, U.S. Bank found that 50% of respondents say they carry cash with them less than half the time they're out. More than 1 in 10 millennials use their digital wallet for every purchase. And adults with an annual household income of more than $75,000 were more than twice as likely as those making less than $30,000 to say they do not make any purchases using cash in a typical week. And even when you go to these festivals uh, with these smaller vendors or to a farmer's market, they're all using some sort of digital payment system. Mm-hmm. So it's a surprise. Um, just a few days ago, I we stopped at one vendor and they were just like, we, we don't take that. We Do you have a check? Well, you know, now we're scrambling. What, do we, what yeah, are checks? What are checks? If, <laughs> what if are all these words you're throwing around? 40 years old, you're saying, what are checks? Um, but we, we don't transact business the same as we used to. I just want to back up a little bit to talking about how uh, vendors and how stores, how they, the methods of payments they can take in general, just because, you know, they can take cash, they can take checks. That's weird. Uh, and they can take cards. And, you know, if you run a card, there might be a fee. And that depends on what card was run. Was it a credit card? Was it a debit card? Was it an American Express? Was it a Visa? Uh, what kind of store is it? Because often credit card processors will charge, uh, for instance, a gas station where it's much more likely to be a fraudulent purchase. Uh, fraudulent purchases happen more often in gas stations, uh, for instance. Uh, so they charge them a higher fee. Uh, so they would prefer to take cash. But then sometimes uh, folks' banks will charge them a deposit fee because the bank has to count that. Uh, the bank has to secure that. Um, also, they have to secure that. You know, it's a risk if your business has a ton of cash on premises. So so it's kind of, you know, they're weighing, oh, with the 2 3 4% fee on the card versus uh, risk of getting robbed. And what is a check? Uh, those deposit pretty easily. Banks like taking checks, but a lot of businesses don't like taking checks because, you know, one, you know, if something's wrong with that check, that's the whole purchase is is out. Um, so, you know, if it's a fraudulent check or the, the check bounces, and that's just a lot of hassle to deal with. So those are all the kind of different ways they can take money. And, like, there's a ton of trade offs um, that they have to make when they're doing that. You know, it's interesting, too, because there is a barbecue place at a gas station that I would occasionally eat lunch at. In the, the Oh, the best barbecue is at a gas uh, station. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Which, which gas station? What are we talking about? I love barbecue it's, gas station. Uh, it's called Hog Heaven, located oh, on yeah. Lakeland Drive. Good stuff there. But anyway, the, they would always say debit or credit, and I would always say which one is the less fee for you, because to me, yeah, it makes no Yeah, a debit is going to be cheaper for um, your business, and there's a, a lower charge on that. It's a percentage of of the purchase, and the percentage is going to be larger on a credit purchase. And the other thing, before we go to break, and this is just my personal thing, what happened to a receipt? I mean, I went out to eat yesterday with my friend, and, and she's like, do you want to print a receipt out? And I'm like, well, that's how I keep track of what I've spent, so yes. But, you know, it's 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 not automatically, here is your receipt. A no. lot of times it's, no. you know, do you want us to print no. one out for and, you? And um, I, I get notifications. If I use my credit card, I get a notification on my phone about mm. that charge coming through. I mean, it's pretty immediate. So I don't really need that. I can right. see if it matches what I thought it was supposed to be, and then I can go online and verify that. 
And I like uh, Apple Pay just because I like waving my phone on that thing and yeah, having that's it chime. Oh, yeah, that's channel. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we need to take a break. When we get back, we've got an email to get to, but we're also looking about for your questions about sending funds to another person. We're also taking your personal finance questions as we do each week. So give us a call to join the conversation. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show. Send it to money at MPB online.org. What's a reason to carry cash? We'll tell you one when we get back. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again. Also, we always like to remind you about our MPB public media app. When you download that for your smartphone, you get to listen to all the shows on MPB Think Radio on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. We're talking about uh, exchanging funds, ways that you can uh, give people money in the our modern society. Uh, we're trying to uh, maybe not discash because there are some times when you might need it. One in uh, particular is in case of emergency. Uh, cash is your best friend during unforeseen circumstances like during a blackout or power outage. And I think a couple of weeks ago we mentioned too, you know, certainly in the aftermath of a hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, mm. where all those networks were down, uh, certainly cash was was uh, was a very helpful then. Well, there's, there's a favorite place that we go to um, uh, called Gibbs Grocery. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's down in Learned, Mississippi. And they don't take cards. And so everybody knows you bring your cash or a check. And it, what's interesting about that is we've gotten caught a few times, well, especially right at first, we didn't realize that. And they just said, well, here's your bill and just send us a check later. Mm. And so we did. It's sort of the honor system, but it works. It's called credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, here is an email that we got that says, when traveling to England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, how can I best exchange currency? It's been recommended to do this in a bank in that country. Is it better to pay a 3% foreign transaction fee on a credit card or pay with the pound or euro? Um, okay, so a couple of things. And, and, and we talked you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about traveling overseas and often just the, the easiest way to get money, uh, because a lot of people think, oh, traveler's checks, do I need to have an account somewhere? Is there a special account? Uh, the easiest way to get money when you're overseas is, is these things called um, ATMs. 
you just you just walk up to them, you stick a card in, and, and money just it just pours out on command. Um, so with an ATM, you do need to be wary of your what your bank's fees are going to be, and if they have foreign transaction fees. So I already mentioned foreign transaction fees, so that may be an issue. Um, these days, uh, you can often find banks that will not have foreign, like a specific foreign transaction fee. Uh, they may still charge you an ATM fee, uh, but you know that's you know a couple of dollars, and that's just kind of the cost of getting cash. So just you know withdraw in larger amounts. So a couple of things to watch for if you're doing that is uh, check your bank's fees first and check your bank's withdrawal limits. Um, often overseas uh, ATMs do not charge you a fee for taking money out, um, and just make sure they know you're traveling abroad. Always make where they know uh, so that you don't have that card canceled on you. And if you're going to use a credit card, um, look at what those fees are and how they do the conversion once the charge comes through. So some credit card companies are better. You get a better deal for that. So yeah. read the fine print. Uh, and and with, uh, with an ATM withdrawal, you typically, if they do not assess a specific fee on top of the exchange rate, you typically just get it at the exchange rate that the bank is getting that day. Um, so, you know, talking about is it a good rate or is it a bad rate, it's it's just the rate you're going to get. Um, you're not going to find a better rate at a different ATM. Um, you know, like Nancy said, possibly a bigger bank, especially an international bank, uh, may have access to, you know, maybe doing a lot more foreign transactions every day and may make that exchange better. Um, but again, you're just going to get it at their rate. Um, and hopefully you should be able to uh, find a bank and a bank account that does not charge you a foreign transaction fee. And we might actually get into some of those later, I know, with some of these non-bank uh, cards that you can get. Um, the, then the option to pay it in dollars versus uh, pounds, I will say in my experience, I've looked, uh, whenever I travel, I've looked at the, the, the cost that I paid in pounds and the cost that they would have charged in dollars, and it is uh, almost always way cheaper to pay in the local currency. Because what, when you're paying in the local currency, you just, you know, a pound is a pound. Um, but when you're paying, when you take the option to pay in dollars, to pay in your own currency, then it's that card processor, it's that uh, it's that foreign bank that is setting the rate. And they often, you know, th- that's a money center for them. Uh, they, you know, what their exchange rate ends up being, even in many cases, more than a 3% exchange fee. But again, going back to that um, foreign exchange fee, um, Find a credit card that does not have a foreign exchange fee. Uh, it is not that difficult to find them these days, um, and especially if you're going to be traveling a lot or spending a lot of money when you're over there. Um, otherwise, you know, you're just going to have to count that three percent fee as, as part of the cost of your trip. But paying in that local currency, I have found in almost every single case, um, is 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 much cheaper. And my recommendation would be get one of those apps that does a conversion. So when you see something that's priced in a foreign currency that you you can convert it to dollars to maybe give you a better sense of. Yeah, of, that's yeah. a that's a weird thing, um, and it's it's a an element of currency where we mm. are accustomed to our home currency, and it registers when we see something we know what the value is. Mm-hmm. But when we go to a different currency, it doesn't even register. Of course, a lot of people count on that because you're just like, well, okay, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Here, I don't know how my much. Money. It, here's my money. <laughs> yeah, Take it. especially if you don't speak the language and you're just kind of like <laughs> holding, holding out cash. Out. Like, um, you will. T- Take the ones that you need, and and then and give me ice cream. <laughs> like, 
works out great every time. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're talking about uh, ways that you can send uh, currency, money to other people uh, today, and we're looking for your personal finance questions as well. Got some open phone lines, so give us a call if you'd like to join the conversation this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. What is a bank transfer? Ooh, there are uh, two main types of bank transfers. There's a wire transfer, which everybody thinks of from the hostage movies or old westerns. Um, and then there's ACH, which is Automated, automated clearing, clearing House, house which um, is actually a fascinating story of the development of that. I think they did a good planet money on. Um, but it used to involve people exchanging just big you know, books of, of, of transactions in a parking garage somewhere. Um, but now, and, uh, so a wire is an instant transfer. Essentially, the, both banks they have they they have accounts at say the Federal Reserve or with whoever is doing the wire processing, and it goes over pretty much immediately. It's super fast. Uh, often people will use it when they are uh, sending larger amounts of money and things that need to be super duper assured that it gets there, um, such as for a house closing or um, as sort of settlement sort of things. Uh, with ACHs. Uh, oh, and and uh, a wire transfer, you're going to have a charge. Yeah, you very often will have a charge on a wire transfer. Um, and that's just because it involves somebody has to get there and, and key that transfer in and do that. It takes it takes a lot of work and it has to happen really quickly. Um, but it takes seconds for a wire transfer to happen. And ACH, um, they just kind of batch those and a bank will say, all right, everybody, you know, all day, you have all day to sit around and tell me how much money you want to send and where you want to send it. And I'm just going to write that down. And at the end of the day, I'm just going to look at that and I'm, I'm going to send out all that money. And so it's 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 just a, a lot cheaper to do that. And it's now gotten down to, I think it's technically a two-day process, but you usually, when you do an ACH transfer, you usually see that money uh, moving from one bank account to the next just overnight. So it's pretty quick. And as far as just sending, you know, especially if you're, you know, say sending money to your children to cover their rent or sending money to your parents to cover their rent. Um, <laughs> you can, it's a pretty easy way to do it. And it's fairly secure. And like, you know, since it's batched at the end of the day, if you, you know, kind of like have cold feet five minutes later, you can just usually call your bank and be like, you know what? I think my parents should, should <laughs> move. So can we, can we not send them that rent money? Um, well, and we use ACHs a lot for our clients Absolutely. when they're needing funds because you don't have those extra charges. Um, they're usually not in that big of a hurry. But what happens is when we send it out, we put in the request and we'll get a call the next day. Well, it's not showing up just yet. It is a slower process. Mm-hmm. It does have to be then recorded. So it may be later in the day or it may be even the next day before it shows up in their account. Yeah. But in, in terms of cost difference, wires, I've seen wire fees as high as 50 or $75. Um, ACHs, when they do charge, um, I mean, folks buy them, you know, in, you know, packs of like a thousand transfers for a few dollars. So it's a huge difference in what that means for 
for the incline is typically it's a free transfer. And again, both of these are one someone's one bank account going to another bank account. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and it must be and it must be a bank. Importantly, um, but we've had folks, uh, you know, maybe those um, reloadable debit cards. Those are not bank accounts. Um, you can't put money on it in the same way. Uh, you, you know, so and it can't just you know, go to someone's email address or something. It's not like PayPal. It is bank account to bank account within the U.S. Importantly, uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that because I did that. That happened to me once when I was trying to do that, and it was I think Green Dot, and it was. Mm-hmm. But and, and then we're like, no, nah, that's that's not going to work. You need yeah. a bank account. We're talking about ways to transfer money today. If you have a question about that, maybe you have some experience uh, using some of the modern cash apps, uh, you can give us a call or if you have a personal finance question. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Send an email to money at mpbonline.org. The next thing we're going to talk about, one of my favorites, in it's online bill payment. Uh, this is where you can set up uh, with your bank. Then um, uh, people, I, I, sh- I pay almost all my bills this way. I pay my cable bill, my um, electric bill, the uh, gas credit card, uh, all th- sorts of things. So you just set up all the um, the, the vendors. I mean, not vendors is not the right word, but accounts. Yeah. And then each month you just tell the bank how much you want to send them, and, and they send you a check. And uh, that you can even do that. You can create people. I mean, it's not just businesses, but you can also send uh, money to people that way. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this was interesting is that <clears throat> I think what happens is the bank sends out a check. Right. And yeah. so the first time I sent this to, I think it was my brother, when I owed him some money, he almost threw it away because when the person gets it, it looks like it might be some sort of junk mail because it's coming not from me, but it was coming from my bank. Mm. And it's just a, it's a check. So I, I always, when I do that, I always warn people to say, hey, I sent you this. If you get something from Regions Bank, <laughs> please don't throw it away because that's how I'm paying you back. So uh, any thoughts about uh, online bill pay? Um, I really like it because it makes it easy to go back and uh, you can look at, for instance, the gas company. And when was the last time I made a payment? I can look at my payments over the last year to see how my bills have fluctuated. Uh, If I have any problem, I can just go and find it there. So it's an easy way to keep track of all of those expenses. Yeah. And and for especially particular utility bills, things like that, your phone bill, it's um, it's it's a different interface for, you know, sending an ACH or sending a check. You know, it's just kind of putting the load a little bit more on your bank. And, you know, a lot of a lot of um, utilities also have the option now, you know, you can go to their website and enter in your banking information. And so it's just a matter of kind of who has my banking information, who I'm trusting with it. And um, it's a good option because it keeps it with your bank, although it is sometimes a little more hands on. Now, understand this is different than a bank draft. So sometimes, uh, for instance, with your mortgage, you may set it up on a bank draft. And so that mortgage company is appealing to your bank for payment every month. Mm Um, The difference there is it's coming from the vendor, and so when you're ready to stop it, the vendor has to stop it. You can't stop it on your side. You have to get the vendor to stop it for you. If you're setting it up on your side, even even if you're setting it for being automatic every month, it's coming from you, so you're the one that has control. And speaking of bill pay services, 
online, this is not online, but um, a lot of banks and um, and also any place that offers kind of you know Western Union and money services uh, will allow you to do cash bill paying. Um, just kind of for folks who don't have a bank account, just be aware that having having a bank account um, it just makes these things so much easier, um, and you you're not going to be subject to the the fees when you don't have a bank account are often much, much, much higher, especially if you're you know, going to a Western Union and a grocery store to pay your you know, $20 electric bill and they're charging you $5 to do that. Um, it can get pretty atrocious pretty quickly. And, um, and know that here in Mississippi, we have some of the highest percentages of what we call unbanked people who, mm-hmm. who yeah, don't absolutely. have bank accounts. And it makes it much more difficult to transact business. Yep. All right. We need to take another quick break. When we get back, we've got Tim on the line from Soche with a, uh, a call. Uh, and we're looking for your calls as well, talking today about con- uh, transferring money. If you have a story or a question related to that, or if you have a personal finance question, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. And I can never remember, but I think it's actually pronounced Socher. We'll ask him when we get back from that. And we'll also give you another reason to keep some cash handy. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter Janderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder holds their certificate in investment performance measurement from the CFA Institute. As we talk about ways to transfer money, we're talking about the times that you might like to have some cash on hand. Uh, one other way is that uh, many small merchants, while trying to avoid paying processing fees associated with card machines, uh, might offer you a cash discount when you pay with your money. So that's one uh, thing to think about. Uh, we got some calls to get to, so we'll start again. Uh, Tim is on the line, and Tim, I apologize, I said it wrong, but I believe it is pronounced Socher. Is that correct? As far as I know, the R is silent. But I'm, I'm a Yankee. I've been here 40 years, but I've always heard it called Socher. Ah. Well, ah. in 40 years, you still don't qualify, do you? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm still one of them, you know what, Yankees. <laughs> what do you have for us? Uh, we'll be going to the Philippines Thursday, my wife and I. And mm-hmm. uh, we've, in the past, have discovered if you take old money or used money over there, the exchangers won't take it. you got to have brand new crisp dollar bills for them to uh, accept your American money. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. So are you going yeah. to are you going to the bank and getting crisp dollar bills to take with you? We sure are. All right. 
Yeah, so, yeah. The first time they told me that, I told them I want a brand new Chris Philippine dollars too. <laughs> I don't blame Abs- you. Absolutely. So yeah. why? Um, so you exchange your money in cash when you arrive there? Is that what you do? Well, that's what we have done in the past. But after listening to your show, I never gave a lot of thought to going to the bank first and and uh, talking to them about that we're going there and. and mm-hmm using our card. Yeah. Especially maybe for a longer trip, you know, just especially going overseas, you don't, you know, you don't want to carry cash. You don't necessarily want to yes. carry too much cash. So that's, I mean, that's right. definitely an option to look into. But like I said, do talk to them about what their fees are going to be. What do they work in the Philippines? Um, I once went somewhere and, uh, found out that my bank, that was one of the countries they did not operate in. He goes to some really and, exotic places. Um, uh, so just just make sure that make sure, that, you know, what your fees are and, and what any transaction fees might be. If right. I were to use, tra- use traveler's checks, that, then you just take it to a bank there? Um, yes, as I mean, any place that accepts traveler's checks, I think we talked about that a little um, on a show a couple of weeks ago. I personally don't have any experience with traveler's checks. That's um, I've used them before, and one of the problems is, I mean, they can be stolen as well, and they can be used. Now, you can report them, but sometimes it takes a while before you figure out that they have been stolen. So often yeah. they're pretty close to cash. Yeah. And, All right. and and I will just say, you know, cash money exchanges are typically some of the worst rates you're going to get. So okay. All right. Tim, thanks uh, for your call. You know, I remember back in the day, I believe it was Carl Malden was on uh, a commercial for Traveler's Checks and saying how, you know, they were, if they got is stolen. Is it Streets of San Francisco? Was that what he was in? Was he? I can't remember. He was, I think that's it. Okay. I bet, yeah, he was. With Michael Douglas. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And we have another call. Yeah, we will get to here in just a second. All right. But Once anyway. we go down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> you know why it's old folks do. Yeah, I remember back in the day we turned on the black and white and you had to tune it in there. So you didn't remember. have a remote control. We had to hold those control. rabbit ears just so. So remember, kids, if you're helping your parents or your grandparents pay their rent or uh <laughs> Long-term oh. care expenses. <laughs> All right, let's uh, press on. Mia is on the line from Cleveland. Good morning, Mia. What do you have for us? Good morning, guys. Love the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention there's a new app out called Cash App. Mm-hmm. And as long as your friend is on Cash App as well, you can transfer money to them from any card that you own, mm-hmm. your credit card or your check and debit card, mm-hmm. and it's free. All right. Yes. There's no fee. Very good. And uh, my question would be, how secure is that? Um, so Cash App oh. is operated by Square, which, oh, is okay. a, yeah. which is a credit card. It used to be called Square Cash. And so a lot of people you will see, you know, um, they'll post their Cash App name. You can you can send it by username, um, which is usually like a dollar sign and whatever name you come up with, um, you know, like Ryder Taff or Crazy or something. Um, and you can often send it by phone number, although you have to, you know, just make sure you're sending it to the right phone number there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I believe you can do email as well. So it's similar It's similar to PayPal, um, but it's it's just they made a really super simple interface. Um, you, can, you, can, you can have a balance or you can have it just go straight back onto your debit card, straight back to your bank. You can link debit cards, bank accounts, credit cards to it. Um, 
they they make money by some of the some of the transactions have a higher fee. So, for instance, if you want to go to your bank account immediately, I believe it's a little higher fee. Um, if you want it to go uh, off of a credit card, there's a credit card processing fee. All right, Tamia, thanks for the call. You know, the other one that, uh, that comes to my mind is Venmo is another oh, similar yeah. yes. app uh, for your phone. But uh, that's, uh, you know, kind of popular with uh, us now that we uh, are, you know, and I've said this before, you know, <clears throat> it, I think the, the least used function of a smartphone for most people is probably making phone calls. I think you're right. Uh, but, you know, you can you can I have, made a phone call yesterday. Well, I didn't say yeah. not at all. But I, <laughs> he talked on yeah. the phone? He really I, yeah. talked on the phone? Yeah, wow. it, was, it was like five minutes. Oh, I was crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was an experience. Well, and that brings up this 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 change in banking. And because we've had a change in banking, it has opened up access for a lot of people who would not have bank accounts mm-hmm. or in countries where they don't have formal mm-hmm. banks. But, you know, we think of a bank as being a depository institution mm-hmm. that we can put our money into the bank. They can hold it for us because we're not using it. And then we have the convenience of transferring it later on. And hopefully they'll pay us a little bit of interest or some usage fees along that. Well, these apps allow us to do the same thing, actually put money in a place that is held there for us, like this cash app, where now I'm accumulating uh, numbers mm-hmm. based on what I've received, and now I can transfer it to someplace else. So it, it's a new idea of what banking is. Yeah, and, and I will say, so these kind of non-banking um, companies like PayPal, PayPal, so PayPal owns Venmo, and Venmo is similar to cash app if folks you know use those kind okay, of... Okay, I have a question, because yeah, I use it. PayPal more, but your general generation tends to use Venmo more. What's the difference? Why would you go one versus the other? Because I've had cases where I'm like, well, can I pay you in PayPal? Well, now I have Venmo. Um, and so I've had to go set up my Venmo. Account. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, the, the two don't interact with each other. And I spoke with some folks at PayPal, and the reason is that PayPal um, has uh, can operate internationally, um, and so they have currency transfer, and so it wouldn't make sense to Venmo to somebody, because Venmo it, it does not have that capability, or at least not when I spoke with them about that. And so, you know, just interacting with those two. It has two, to be your, two, in your home two, currency. It's two totally different systems right there. And so that's why they don't interact with each other. Um, Venmo just became popular. They had a great marketing campaign, especially in large cities like San Francisco and uh, New York. A way to split just your bill a, at the end of the meal. A much easier way to send money. And, and it's mainly just a user <laughs> interface thing. And also kind of the, to draw people into that they made a kind of fun feature where you can show your friends that you sent somebody money and not necessarily that you said oh yeah I sent $100 to somebody <laughs> look at me but you can you know write what it was and use emojis and so you look at this timeline it's like oh so and so is eating sushi with these people and so and so splits rent. Uh, you're you, sharing my experiences. It's like a social, social it's like a social media for your bank That's which is kind of weird to think about but um they just made it very yeah. easy, and they, they put some features in to make it very popular. I think because on Venmo, you, you have to say whether you want that feature. I remember when I signed up, I'm like, right. well, I don't you want can, people to know where I am and what I'm doing. You can absolutely choose to make those transactions private, whereas whereas PayPal is a little more business-oriented. It's, it's a little more serious. You know, you can use it for um, just other things. You can send the money. The lawn guy. Yeah. Right. You know, you can you can you can... They now also have other features where you can you can pay bills with it. You can send money directly to bank accounts with it. Um, I believe later we may talk about their um, 
their side called Zoom, uh, X-O-O-M, which allows you, kind of gives you, opens up options, especially for sending money internationally because you can send money you know, from your phone directly to somebody in another country where they're going to pick it up at a convenience store. So it's kind of like oh, you get to Western yeah. Union, wire somebody money, um, except it's quicker and it's uh, and it's way more seamless for both parties. You can have, um, they can they can pick it up directly at their bank. They can get it at a convenience store. So just all different kind of features. And it's mainly just a matter of what the features are. I will just back up and say about all of these non-bank ones. They are not banks. And they do not do what yeah. banks do. Uh, well, well, now, wait a minute. Um, I'm going to say to you, they are functioning as banks. They right. are functioning as banks. And that's what's transforming this whole right. industry. But if PayPal disappeared tomorrow, so would your money. If Bank of America disappeared okay, tomorrow, that's a point. your account, you would just, you would write off to yeah, the FDIC and they'd be like, hey, banks, hey, no problem, no but problem. But they're just not um, FDIC insured. That's one, that's part of it. But they also do not, um, so for instance, you know, you can't do, you know, while they have come up with their own way of making instantaneous transfers, um, they can't do wire transfers. So you can't just like PayPal your home closing money. Um, that doesn't make as much sense because um, they don't have a Federal Reserve account. Um, um, there, but that may change. And there are there are protections um, and there are there are regulations on what they do with your information. Uh, that the banks are subject to very 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 stringent regulations. Um, PayPal and Venmo are not. I mean, the, your bank could not get away with saying, "Oh, Nancy just sent fifty dollars," and everybody needs to know that. Mm-hmm. Your there is there is there is no possible world of U.S. regulation where that would ever happen. Um, it would be a grievous breach of of of, of their security. And, and what they're supposed to do, their their duty to you, if something like that happened. Well, you mentioned PayPal and International because I use mm-hmm. it. Uh, my daughter lives overseas, and um, I tried to send her a check for her birthday, and she's like, please don't do that. <laughs> do you know how much it costs for us to get an American check cashed here? And so I use PayPal, and I can, right. I can say, this is the currency I want to send mm-hmm. it in, yeah. and it has a little converter on there mm-hmm. so I can, you know, so you I'm can not see going what crazy. It's gonna be. Um, so I can see what it's going to be in my U.S. dollars. My thing would be, I just associate PayPal more with a PC where Venmo is an app for your smartphone. I don't know if no, that's... No, I, I use my app. That's I how think, I use it. I think Venmo was probably smartphone first, and I, I, I don't know if PayPal started it or if they purchased it fairly quickly, but it was it was really a convenience sort of thing, and then the, the kind of fun features to draw people into using if, it. You know, if you have service people who are younger, you know, doing your lawn, cleaning mm-hmm. your house, running air doing whatever things, uh, you know, repairs, um, then they like PayPal, and it's easy. Yeah. And, and I will say, both of those, I, I mean, we keep talking about PayPal and Venmo. I believe Cash App does it as well. A lot of these, they do offer now debit cards, so you can uh, use it for transactions, um, and, and that'll kind of show up in the same sort of way to you. So, I mean, yes, they are not banks, but they are offering a lot of the same services right. and they're getting closer and closer to being banks but they do differ from being actual real banks in some kind of important ways and for the most part they still depend on real banks to get your work done yeah a couple of other person-to-person apps uh facebook messenger you can send money that way google wallet dwala um also i would say you know i have a paypal account and i get a lot of these spam emails saying your account's frozen blah 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 and they're oh, all fraudulent gosh, yeah. and so the last time i called 
fault. I got an interesting tip that I did not know about. PayPal, when they send you an email, will always say, dear, whatever your username is. So if the salutation is something other than what your exact username is, you know it's a fraudulent email. Um, I have one issue with the PayPal transaction. And, of course, it was one of those where I'm on my Instagram and I see this little ad for this little fountain you put in the bird bath. And I thought, well, isn't this just the cutest thing? (laughs) And uh, so I ordered it and I paid with PayPal. And then it didn't show up and it didn't show up and it didn't show up. Um, And what I found through that process, which I did finally get a delivery, um, was that using PayPal in those situations where I'm not sure of the vendor leaves me more at risk. It took Mm -hmm. a while for me. You know, it was hard to file Mm -hmm. a complaint with PayPal. Mm -hmm. It was hard to get a resolution. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, the vendor did finally send it. But I was pretty open. I could have lost that money. And, and, And that is a case where a bank would have reacted a lot differently. They are under legal regulations about how they do refunds. And also, if if they give you the runaround, you've got a regulator to turn to. Um, now, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't go to the regulators over a bird bath that you bought on Instagram. Um, it was a really but, cute thing. you know, if it were, you know, depends on how cute it was. Um, but that, that's just kind of one of the aspects. Where, and, and they work really hard. PayPal does, they do, you know, over the years, obviously, you know, they handled the first few transactions. They handled a transaction that went bad and they were like, oh my gosh, we have to figure out how to handle this. Um, and so that has evolved, and they're getting better at it, and they want to be good at customer service. Um, but that is just an instance where, you know, for normal, everyday things that go smoothly, they're going to be just about the same. And you, you know what? They have much better interfaces. Um, but those edge cases, you know, if it involves a lot of money, if it involves reversing a transaction, if it involves something weird, um, that's where banks have been doing this for hundreds of years, and they know exactly what to do. Okay. Time for one last break. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We've been talking today about ways to send people money. Uh, if you have a personal finance question, still time to work it in. If you give us a phone call quickly, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 When we get back, we'll give you one other reason why you might want to have some cash on hand. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. One final reason why you might want to be carrying some cash in your wallet or purse uh, for a tip. Since servers and workers in the hospitality and service yes. industry rely on immediate tips to live, waiters prefer cash because they can take it and put it in their pocket as opposed to having to wait for their establishment to give them their tip in a paycheck at a later time. That's a great tip. Yeah, I never thought about that, but that does make a lot of sense. Ha ha. Thank you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you. I'll see myself out. <laughs> no, that's that's a very good idea, and that is one of the reasons that I will still carry cash, um, especially if I'm you know when, when I know I'm going out to dinner, I'll, you know, pay with a credit card, but leave some money on the table for him. So, and I think uh, servers over the years have learned when you pay in cash, they always bring back your change in small denominations, so, so you can give exactly. them more. Real, yeah. real small denominations. Uh, we want to come. Uh, touch on a couple of other bank-to-bank transfer methods, mm-hmm. uh, neither of which I've heard of, but uh, Ryder said he's familiar with one of them. One is Zelle and one is Pop Money. So, Yeah, so this is basically going back to what we were saying earlier about bank transfers, about an ACH transfer. It's, it's super cheap, but what you need for that is you need to know the other person's account number and routing number and their name as it appears on the bank account. And, you know, honestly, most people aren't going to give you that if they're just, you know, you're trying to send them 20 bucks or something. Um, so Zelle and Pop Money, these are kind of two different ways, kind of different consortiums of banks use them. And essentially, it allows you to send, an, send someone money by an email. So they get an email, you know, you say, okay, I need to send $20 to Nancy. Well, and here's Nancy's email address. Make sure you get that email right. Um, so Nancy gets an email and says, hey, Ryder tried to send you 20 bucks. Um, click this link. And you just put in your banking information. And, and so it's a secure website. It's run through the banks. Um, so it's as secure as their other websites so, are. So, you know, we were talking about um, the the regulations on banks. Mm-hmm. Is it better to use something like that where it's a group of banks so that if there's a problem with a transaction, you can go through their system? I'll say what you're doing in that case is you're essentially just signing up to an accept an ACH transfer. Um, so that person still does ha- probably have the ability to kind of cancel that ACH transfer or take it back if they, you know, because again, it takes a little bit of time to do that. But what you have, um, I mean, everyone you know, kind of should have very good security. Um, you're doing the banking. You're doing all of that through an actual bank, you know, an actual bank that you would be, should be comfortable giving your account number and routing number so, to. Whereas, so, so whereas goes, a PayPal or Venmo is like one step away from the bank. Right. And so one benefit of it is since it's an ACH, it is going directly into your bank account. And it's not, you know, okay, I can PayPal you 20 bucks and it'll show up in your PayPal account today. And then you can say, okay, I need to move that to my my bank account because that's where I'm paying my bills out of. It's an extra step for you. Maybe take a little longer. They're just different ways of doing it. I I mean, uh, overall what Zelle and pop money and things like that are doing are they're, they're making it uh, a little easier, um, a little user, more user friendly to send ACH transfers to, to people. Um, and that is one thing, you know, again, you know, I, I, you know, I know I kind of talked a lot about the difference between banks and PayPal, but I love PayPal. I think they're, you know, doing, you know, fantastic things for help making it easier for folks to use money for. Um, and so I think the banks are learning from that. And, you know, they have these systems which work and have lots of protections, but they're making it easier to use them. And I'll repeat one thing that Nancy said earlier <clears throat> with PayPal, Venmo, these sorts of things. Make sure that whoever you're sending to with the phone number, email is the correct thing because you don't want to just be sending your hard-earned money off into the uh, Internet uh, uh, and who knows where it might go. Absolutely. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks or listen to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite 
podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and we thank Lisa for screening our calls today. So for Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.